fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Oh, Silver! Let's go, Silver! Snow was falling heavily as the Lone Ranger and Tonto rode the trail across the plains of northwest Texas. The masked man and his Indian companion had headed north after hearing of a series of crimes committed by three men in the northwest Texas territory. Little was known about the crooks. The descriptions given by victims were vague and contradictory, since the gunmen had always worn bandanas across their faces and kept their hats well pulled down. Tonto mentioned this fact as he and the masked man rode through the storm. Nobody seemed to know what crooks looked like, Kimasabi. Yes, I know. They've been clever and cautious in their moves, Tonto. We have no way to trail them in storm. We're about 20 miles from the town where they committed their latest crime. They're just outside of Baseville that they held up and robbed a train. Uh -huh. I'm hoping that we've managed to pick up more information about them around Baseville. I think they'll hide out someplace in the vicinity because of this weather. Uh. Weather plenty bad for travel. It get worse last half hour. It continues to get much worse. We'll have to find some place to stop. We watch for a deserted cabin. I know there are several along this trail. It's almost impossible for us to go much further in this storm. Come on, sir. A few miles west in a canyon, three men crouched around a campfire under a protecting ledge. One of them, a young man in his early 20s, pulled his coat tighter and spoke complainingly. Jeff, we stay here with this blizzard getting worse by the minute. We'll be in real trouble. Oh, stop complaining, Hal. I've been riding with Jeff Jeffers for a couple of years. There's never been any trouble he couldn't find the way out of. Let him squawk if he wants to, Joe. Gives him something to do. But, Jeff, we haven't any supplies. We're running out of firewood. I'm already hungry. With the fire dying down, I'm getting mighty cold, too. Hey, you know, Jeff, Hal's right at that. We better do something before we really get snowed in here. What do you expect me to do? I can't perform miracles, make it stop snowing? No, but maybe we could start out and find a cabin nearby where we could stay through the rest of the storm. There's no danger of us being recognized. Yeah, we're carrying plenty of cash and gold in our saddlebags. Anyone got wise? Cash and gold aren't any good if we starve or freeze to death. I don't care what you want to do, I'm getting out of here. I can't stand this any longer. All right, all right, take it easy. We'll set out and try to find a cabin someplace. Let's saddle the horses and get going. Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger and Tonto had pushed on a short distance through the storm until they saw a small ranch house a few hundred yards back from the trail. We'll head for that place, Tonto. Ah. Me not see smoke come from chimney. Me think it deserted. I hope so. I will save explanations about my mask. Come, Silver. Come, come boy. Down. Come, Tonto. Soon, the two men pulled to a stop at the ranch house, which was a fairly large one with a barn attached. Oh, sir. There's no one here, Tonto. Luckily, there's a barn attached to the house where the horses will be out of the storm. Uh -huh. We'll take Silver and Scout back to the barn. We'll carry our saddlebags inside. Come on, Silver. The masked man and Indian put the horses in the barn out of the storm. They found there was a door leading directly into the back of the house. There, Silver. You and Scout will be comfortable here. Otto, I notice there's a door leading into the ranch house from here. Oh, that's plenty good. Now, let's go. The two men entered a large main room and hung their saddlebags on pegs on the wall. The Lone Ranger was pleased to notice wood piled alongside the pot-bellied stove and a few cooking utensils hanging nearby. A quick survey showed a door on one side leading into another room. Here's another room, Tonto, with built-in bunks. Oh, space. Plenty big. Yeah. Well, me get fire started and make coffee. That's a good idea. We have enough supplies for two or three days. I, uh, 
think while you're starting the fire, Tonto, I'll remove my mask and put on a disguise. Uh, why'd you do that? Well, it's possible others will be caught on the trail in this storm. Or if the owner should return, I'd be ready for him. Uh, me hope the storm not last long. <laughs> so do I. We're practically snowbound now. Yeah, soon place be warm. We not worry. We safe from storm here. All right, start the fire. I'll get busy on my disguise. Sometime later, the Lone Ranger and Tonto heard voices in front of the house. Men stop outside, Kimasabi. I'll go to the door. Why, of course. Take your horses to the barn around behind the house. After attending to their horses, the three men entered carrying their saddlebags, which they put on the floor near the wall. Jeff looked over the Lone Ranger and Tonto sharply before he spoke. You and uh, the Indian live here, mister? No, we took refuge here from the storm. No one was here. Oh, uh, better pull up chairs near the stove. My friend will give you some hot coffee. Oh, thanks. <coughs> we're lucky to find this place. I'm afraid we're going to be snowbound over Forget here. Forget it, Hal. We're out of the storm now. My name's Jeffers, mister. These are two friends of mine, Hal and uh, Joe. Howdy. Howdy. Uh, howdy. Do you men have any supplies with you? Me notice saddlebags. Plenty full. Uh, don't let that fool you, Indian. We don't have any supplies. Just some other clothes in our saddlebags. We've traveled a long way. Yeah, that's right. We have only a few supplies, but we'd be glad to share them. Of course, we'll have to go on short rations to make them last even two days. Holy cat, you think we'll be stuck here that long? Well, I don't know. The snow is piling up fast. It's best to look ahead. Yeah, we're lucky, Joe, to have a place like this to stay in. We'll make out all right, I reckon. Of course. There are four bunks in the other room and two cots in here. How come you and the Indian got caught in the storm? We were on the way to Batesville. Uh, here, coffee. Me fine tin cup near stove. Sure need that hot coffee. Thanks. Hey, let's, let's get in the other room quick. I'll take it easy, Hal. David, it might Shut be. up. You all seem rather jumpy. I'm sure there's no need for guns. Best to be on the safe side, mister. I'll see who it is. Uh, howdy, mister. Howdy. I'm a stage driver. Stage got stuck out in the trail. Get a boy and an old man with me as passengers. Could you put us up? Of course. Uh, come on, folks. You'll soon be warm, Davy. Howdy, mister. Uh, howdy. Better come in quickly out of the storm. Uh, thanks. Uh, 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 now that my passengers are taken care of, I have to see about my horses. We'll put our coats on and go help you. I think there's room back in the barn for them. All right, let's go, Tom. Uh -huh. The Lone Ranger and Tonto went with the stage driver and brought back the horses from the maroon stage. Soon the horses were made comfortable in the barn. <coughs> Reckon that'll hold them for a while. Might as well get inside now where it's warm. Oh, uh, go on in. We'll join you and the others in a moment. Sure, sure. Tonto, there's something odd about those three men who came here a while ago. I'd better not call you by name in front of them. Uh, me notice. Uh, them seem plenty nervous. Strange, they're traveling without supplies, unless they left someplace in a big hurry. Ah. Yeah, they'll bear watching. Ah. What we do now about supplies? We not have much since others come. We'll make what we have last as long as possible. All right, let's go inside. Huh? The afternoon wore on slowly, and the storm continued with even greater fury. At nightfall, Tonto carefully measured out the supplies and prepared a meager supper for the group. After they had eaten, Jeffers was the only one to complain. Hey, Indian, that wasn't enough to keep a bird alive. You sure you're not holding back on us? Well, we give each one the same amount. Supplies go fast. My friend and I have only enough to last us two days. With six more people to feed, it's almost all gone right now. What'll we do when it is gone? We may be stuck here a long time, we'll starve. We'll have to put up with the circumstances as they are, Hal. We'll melt snow and boil the water for drinking purposes. <laughs> At least we'll not go thirsty. That's right. Yeah, we passed a farm about a mile back along the trail. Too bad we didn't get stuck back there. 
course, it might as well be ten miles away for all the good it is to us with that storm raging. If the storm stops, it might be possible for one of us to get through to the farm and bring back supplies. Uh, man, it'd be a fool to try it. I knew of a man who got stranded and froze to death in a storm like this less than a quarter of a mile from his own place. Yes, that's possible. Yeah, doggone it, my business, most anything can happen. Davy, it's a good thing you weren't riding my stage when I was driving down Pecos Way last year. What happened? Yeah, I got held up. Golly, did he rob the stage? No, he didn't get the chance. You see, it was this way. We were going across the plains when it happened. The outlaws and me carrying a gold shipment for the stop. Ho, ho, hold on. Ho, ho, ho. All right, you throw down the cash box. All three of us got you covered. All right, all right, mister. I reckon there's nothing else to do. Well, Davy, as I started to reach under the seat for the strong box, I, I heard shooting. And I saw a couple of hombres coming lickety split across the plains with their guns blazing. Hey, look, a couple of alahoots holding in on us. Oh, I'm hit. Oh, 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 you all right, driver? Jiminy, a masked man and an engine. We're not here to rob you. We came to help. We'll tie these crooks and put them into the coach. You take them to the sheriff in town. Sure, sure, mister. And thanks a lot. You kept him from getting a gold shipment. Golly, didn't the masked man say who he was? Oh, no, no, Davy. But he gave me this to show to the sheriff. See there? A silver bullet. All is carried. I remember the masked man rode a big white stallion. Uh, that's interesting, driver. I think we should make preparations to turn in for the night. My Indian friend and I'll take turns keeping the fire going. Well, come on, Joe, Hal. Use the folks in the other room. Good night, folks. Good night. Good night. Good night. Hey, I'm not ready to turn in yet, Jim. Shut up and listen. You heard the story the driver just told, didn't you? Yeah, sure. I heard of the mask man he mentioned. I noticed that tall hombre in there is carrying what looks like silver bullets in his gun belt. There's a big white stallion out in the barn. Maybe it just happened that way. Maybe... Don't be a fool. The mask man told about. Well, he's known as a lone ranger. What? He helps the law. Holy mackerel. And you think the tall hombre's the same man? Yeah. But he isn't wise to us. Before we leave here, we'll make sure he and the Indian are done for. beckoned to Tonto to follow him into the barn. We'll uh, look at the horses. We'll be back in a few minutes. Sure, sure. Go right ahead, mister. Tonto, there's still something about those three men I don't like. Mm, not the way me feel. They've been jumpy ever since they've been here. After the driver told that story, I noticed Jeff is looking at me sharply, as if he suspected who I am. I may notice that. You think them crooks... Not only that. They could be the three men we came up this way to find. Oh, me not think of that. If they don't think we suspect them, they may not show their hand. We must find some way to prove our suspicions. Uh, maybe when others sleep, me get chance to look in saddlebags. Maybe them carry loot with them. All right, watch for your chance. Uh, well, what we do if we find out them train robbers? Well, we'll decide that later. All right, let's go back inside. As the night wore on, the others in the ranch house made themselves comfortable and tried to get some sleep. Tonto and the Lone Ranger spread blankets near the stove, but neither of them slept. Later, when Tonto felt sure the others were sleeping, he crawled from under his blanket and went to investigate the crook's saddlebags. A few moments later, he touched the Lone Ranger and whispered, Kimasabi, yes. me find gold, cash in saddlebags. Be sure now, them crooks who robbed train. The men we were after. <laughs> and the wind has eased up. The moon is shining, Tonto. The storm's over. Uh, because a boy, an old man, we better not capture him now. All right. Get Scout and try to break your way through to the farm a mile from here. Bring help. Maybe we able to surprise him when them sleep. Jeffers knows who I am. He'll be on guard. They don't know what we've found out. Yeah, it's almost dawn. You think you can make it to the farm? Uh -uh. Me go now. Good. Tonto left quietly and started through the snow toward the farm a mile away. The going was slow and difficult, but finally Tonto reached the trail and started toward the farmhouse. As the first faint flush appeared in the eastern sky, 
Tottle saw some horsemen stopped a short distance ahead. He saw that they were gathered around the snowbound stagecoach. Get him up, Scout! In a few minutes, he reached the stranded stage and pulled rein. Oh, Scout! Oh, fella! I did. Know anything about the folks who were on this stage? Uh, and me glad we find you. You sheriff? Yeah, yeah, I'm the sheriff. These men are a posse that started out hunting some crooks. But what about the stage here? You said you knew what happened to the driver and passenger, so speak up. Yeah, come on, Well, them find shelter in small ranch house back yonder. Good, I'm glad to hear they're safe. But they're not safe. What do you mean? Them snowbound with three gunmen. And gunmen carry much cash, gold and saddlebags. Me leave to get help. Oh, glad me find sheriff and posse. Holy smoke, those must be the outlaws we're out looking for. Ah, but them have guns and them plenty mean. And their boy, an old man with stage in ranch house. It's not good. Tell me, come get help. By Jimmy, we better get there as quick as we can. Let's go, men. And we'd better be prepared for trouble. Those three armies are killers. Get up there. Get up, scout. dawn, the sun came up, and those in the cabin awoke. When Jeffers, Hal, and Joe came from the other room, they found the Lone Ranger and the others already eating their meager breakfast. Yeah. Looks like the storm is over. Yes, it is. Where's the Indian? He set out for the farm back along the trail to get more supplies. He ought to be able to get away from here, Jeff, if that Indian can get to. Yeah, well, wait a while, then we'll try it, Hal. I reckon since the stage didn't arrive where we were heading, they'll telegraph to Batesville. And maybe folks will break away out the trail to find us. That's possible. Well, we're not waiting for them to get here. Well, golly, I hope they do come for us. I didn't sleep very well during the night, because I didn't have much supper. Oh, don't worry, Davy. You'll soon be away from here. Well, I thought when I saw the Indian looking in those saddlebags over huh? there, that maybe he'd find some more food for us to eat. What saddlebags, Button? What are you talking about? Well, I was lying there awake, and I saw the Indian looking into those saddlebags. Over there, by the wall. Perhaps you just thought you saw that, Davy. No, I'm sure. And I heard you and your friend talking more about crooks or something like that. Jeff, they must have found out. Hold it, Hal. Don't move anybody. Cover them, fellas. Right. Sure. What is it? You know well enough. That snooping Indian went through our saddlebags like the youngster said. I got wise to you last night, mister. I see. Joe, go behind his chair and take his guns. Sure. Better not try, Joe. As Joe started toward the Lone Ranger, Jeff suddenly stepped behind the boy David and placed his gun against David's head. All right, freeze, mister. Don't make a move. I'll Joe get your guns or I'll gun the boy. Mister, don't let him shoot me. My grandson, they'll kill him. I'm not moving, Joe. Take my gun. Pleasure. I got him, Jeff. Good. All of you get up and line up against the wall over there. Go on. All right. <laughs> you too, youngster. Great day. What's this all about, anyway? You'll soon know, mister. I tie them, Joe. I'll keep them covered. Sure. While two of the crooks kept them covered, Joe started tying each of them, beginning with the driver. The boy Davis to the Lone Ranger. Right. Joe tied the stage driver and Gramps. Then he stood in front of the Lone Ranger. Turn around and put your hands behind you, mister. All right. The Lone Ranger slowly turned around and put his hands behind him. Then, as Joe reached out to bind them, the masked man suddenly kicked back with all his strength, hey, no, catching no, the crook on the shin with no. a boot heel. As the crook Joe momentarily bent over with pain, the Lone Ranger crouched and turned, grabbing Joe's gun with one hand. Then with the other, he sent the man sprawling back against Hal. Look out, hey! Well, that should do it. I'll get him. Quiet! The bullet from the Lone Ranger's gun struck Jeff in the wrist, causing his gun to fly from his hand and land some feet away. But Hal, recovering his balance after Joe fell against him, suddenly grabbed Joe as a shield. He can't hit me, and I still have my gun. Hey, they go. You plug me, stand still, or I'll plug you myself. As Hal momentarily struggled to keep Joe in front of him, the Lone Ranger quickly leaped behind the pot-bellied stove, which was close to him. Hey, he's behind the stove now. Let go, Hal, or you'll shoot and kill me. Maybe. He might even plug me, too. But not before I put bullets in the boy and the old man. Oh. Don't! Don't let him shoot us! Hey, Jiminy, he might manage to plug us at that before the taller fella could finally blast him both. I'll manage it all right. Now you, behind the stove, you better not chance any shooting, unless you want to see the boy and old man get it. The Lone Ranger, protected now by the stove, weighed the chances of gunning Hal as he stood behind Joe. Part of Hal's arm showed as he reached alongside Joe's body to aim his gun. But in spite of his expert marksmanship, 
The Lone Ranger hesitated to risk hitting the unarmed man Hal used as a shield. Then, too, he realized that even if he shot Joe, and then the crook who was holding the gun, there was a possibility that the boy David or his grandfather or both might be shot. The tense silence was broken by Hal. You're in a position to gun us both, mister. Of course, you'll have to gun Joe first to get me. But like I said, while you're doing it, I'll gun the boy and old man. Uh, tell him to drop his gun, Hal. Toss it out here, then I'll go pick up mine. Yeah, good idea. Toss your gun out here, mister. If you don't, even though I know we'll get plugged, I'll start throwing lead at the boy and Gramps. If you toss out your gun, mister, they'll most likely shoot us all, including you. You'll have to take that chance. I'm not taking that chance. Mister, I'm giving you a count of three. If you don't toss out your gun, I'll start shooting. Whether you try to gun us or not. One. Oh, things are sure going to happen now. Gun them both, mister. I'm willing to take the risk. Now, wait, Hal. If he fires, I'm the first to take a bullet. Shut up. Two. As tension mounted, the crook Joe moved uneasily, but he knew Hal would gun him in the back if he tried to jump aside. Meantime, the Lone Ranger thought quickly. Though it was against his code to shoot an unarmed man, he realized it was that or risk letting Davy and Gramps be killed. He decided to shoot fast and make each shot count in hopes of preventing Hal from using his gun. Just as he was about to squeeze the trigger, it happened. Don't move, you. I'll pick up that gun. Man alive, I thought this was the end first. Yeah. Look, there's the Indian. He must have been the one who shot through the window. Yeah, and he has the sheriff and his men with him. You all right, Kimosabe? Yes, Tonto, but you came just at the right time. Anything might have happened. We were out hunting for these three crooks when we were caught in the storm. We put up at the farm down the trail. That's fortunate for us, Sheriff. A farmhand managed to get in and reported the stage was stuck on the trail. We started out early this morning and then met the Indian not far from here. Ah, and me tell him about three men who have plenty gold cashed in saddlebags. Cash and gold? Then that's what you were looking at this morning. We better untie Gramps and the driver. We'll watch these pull cats. Keep them covered, boys. Wait a minute. There you are, Gramps. You're free. Thanks, mister. Davy, you shouldn't have told about seeing the Indian go through the saddlebags. That's what started all the trouble. It's all right, Gramps. Davy didn't realize they were train robbers. But in the future, Davy, don't tell what you see and hear unless you're sure it isn't going to hurt people. Well, I promise, mister. But golly, are they really train robbers? Yes, Davy, and killers. Great day. Just think of us being snowbound with coyotes like that. Well, I'm sorry I started trouble. Yeah, we were wise to that tall hombre. Trouble would have started sooner or later. Shut up, you. We'll fix your wounds and then take you to town. You should be able to get through now, Sheriff. Sure, we'll make it. These guns on the table are mine, Sheriff, so I'll take them. I don't know, I'll ride on ahead and break the way for you to follow. All right, mister. We'll see you all in town later. Goodbye, David. Goodbye, mister. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, maybe boy like silver bullet, like driver have, huh? Oh, why, of course. Uh, here, David. Oh, golly. Thanks a lot. Adios, all. Goodbye, yeah. mister. Good Me have saddlebags, Kimasabi. Good, Toto. See, driver? I have a silver bullet like yours, too. Uh-huh. That's sure nice of him to give you that. I wouldn't give mine away for anything. Huh? What's all that about a silver bullet? No, I have one here. See here? I found out a masked man who helps the law was the one who saved my stage once from a holder. And later I learned he was a... Jumpin' Jiminy, that tall fella who just went out gave Davy a silver bullet just like mine. He didn't have a mask on, so his face must have been disguised or something. But now I'm sure he's the Lone Ranger. What? The Lone Ranger? Golly. is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.
fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high-yo silver, the Lone Ranger. Western United States was first open to settlers, the great open spaces of the new territory attracted both honest men and criminals. The outlaws found the rough hill country an ideal hiding place. After one of their daring raids, the local sheriffs were unable to follow them, and their careers of crime might never have been checked if it had not been for the masked rider of the plains. It was he more than any other man who brought law and order to the frontier, and the memory of his deeds will remain as long as the memory of the early West itself. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're on the trail of Missouri Mike! I'll Silver! Away! As our story begins, the Lone Ranger and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, are riding toward the ranch of Widow Sprague. Missouri Mike and his friend are about to shoot us outlaws. We've tried to track down, Tonto. Ah, uh, them feller hide trail plenty good. They wouldn't head north of here on account of the Indians. That's right. They might be heading toward town. What town? They're about 15 miles from Parkersville. Oh, that long way. Silver Scout need water. We'll stop at the ranch house ahead for water. Maybe people there see outlaw. The outlaws have gone by here. They must have stopped for water there. That may be right. Missouri Mike can't travel far. He hasn't much food and he has no money. Uh, we keep him on jump. Here's the ranch house. Hi there, stranger. Stop off here a minute. Oh, young fella, call us. Oh, oh, that's Old Scout. Oh, oh. Do you want to see us? I didn't know that you was masked. I... Don't pay any attention to the mask. We'd like water for our horses. Why, oh, sure thing. What I wanted you to stop for was so I could admire them horses. Hey, Ma, come over here a minute. You like horses? I should say so. What's the matter, Sam? Ma, take a look at the finest horse flesh that you've ever seen. Oh, my sakes, who are these men? We're hunting two outlaws. One of them is riding a chestnut mare. His name is Missouri Mike. Ain't seen hiding a hair of them, mister, but uh, ain't you an outlaw your own self? What's the mask mean? Nothing. Gosh, I'd give my arm for a horse like this. I, I, I thought my horse was the best in these parts, but he don't compare with yours. Is that your favorite horse in the field? That's him. And they ain't a faster horse in these parts. <laughs> that is, I never seen a faster one. When my pa was alive, well, well he raced paint against all comers. And he always won. But these two look faster in paint. You see, mister, 
me and Ma sort of made a specialty of fast horses. We sell to Wells Fargo. You do? Not so much as we did when Sam's pa was alive, but in a few more years, Sam will be 21, and then I reckon he'll have enough experience to build up the business again. I could handle it right now, Ma. Nope, not till you're of age, Sam. Well, rather hope to find that you had seen something in Missouri, Mike. Bad hombre, hmm? A killer. Takes a lot. Well, where's the law on him? In five states. For murder? Murder, robbery, and rustling. What's he look like? A heavy black beard, and he rides a chestnut horse, is all that we can tell you by way of description. Then you'll have a hard time proving he's your man, won't you? Not if we can see his arm. He's tattooed on the right forearm. Uh, so, that's most like being branded, ain't it? Well, something of the sort. Horn's got plenty water now. Mister, where are you heading from here? For Parkersville. Well, that's 15 miles. We'll make it by sundown. Missouri Mike needs food badly, and the chances are he'll try to rob the store to get it. We might find him tonight. Good well, luck to you. If you hear of any horse races in Parkersville, get into them. You'll win for sure. Do they have races there often? Oh, gosh, yes. The men there are loco about racing. I see. Missouri Mike is said to have a fast horse. A race might interest him. Maybe yeah. so. Yeah, take good care of your horse, Sam, and you'll never regret it. Come on, Sam. Get him up, Scout. Sam, if Paint ever seen the legs on that horse, why, he'd hang his head in shame. Look at the masked man travel. I'd sure like to own his horse, Ma. I wonder if this Missouri Mike will come this way. Maybe if I could capture him, there'd be a reward for him. Forget it, Sam. You're too young to deal with outlaws. You just forget Missouri Mike and tend to Karen for our ranch. Missouri Mike and his pal Steve Sanders were behind the men they knew were hunting them. A half hour after the Lone Ranger left the home of Sam Sprague and his mother, the outlaws approached the place. We can get us some water at that place, Mike. Mm, reckon so. Well, what's the matter? Ain't you thirsty? Yeah, plenty thirsty. But I'd give a heap more for some solid food than I would for water. I'm hungry. Ah, hit your belt up another notch. We had grub this morning. Yeah, grub that weren't fit for a coyote. Well, it was the best that Indian White Fox had to offer. I don't reckon there's any chance that we'd be recognized, do you? Uh, only way they could mark you, Mike, was by your beard and your chestnut horse. I got rid of both while we was with White Fox's tribe. It was a shame to give up that chestnut. She was a peach of a horse. Oh, this paint ain't such a bad critter. It'll do. Yeah, but there never was an Indian cayuse that could compare with that mare you owned. Anyhow, we got some vittles out of the swap. I just hope we can put over some kind of a deal that'll give us cash to get out of this part of the country. Maybe we will. We'll be in Parkersville before nightfall. Mm, here's hoping. Get up there. Get along there. You aim to stop at the ranch house, don't you? We gotta. We need water, and so's the horses. Yeah. Well, here we are. Oh, there. Oh, there. Oh, Mike, keep your sleeves rolled down. That tattooing you got, the same as branding on cattle. I know, I know. Hey, anybody to home? Howdy, stranger. Could you spare a mite of water for a couple of pilgrims? Help yourself, stranger. There's water plenty. We're trailing a couple of outlaws that come by this way. Ain't seen them, have you? Outlaws? Sakes alive, you're the second dude that's been by here hunting outlaws. Are you hunting Missouri Mike, too? Uh, yeah. I reckon that's what he calls himself. Well, what's he look like? Well, he rides a... Uh, a uh, chestnut horse. That what you heard about him, kid? Yeah. But he has a black beard, ain't he? That's right. Uh, seen anything of him? Nope. But I'm keeping on the lookout. What was this other couple you said rid by here? One of them was masked. The other was an engine. Yeah? <laughs> We're behind them, Mike. Shut up, Steve. I never seen a finer horse than the white one the masked man rode. <laughs> I thought mine was the best in these parts till I seen him. You got a fast horse? Fastest around here. Except, of course, the white one I just mentioned. Never raced again engines? Oh, their horses ain't fast. That's an engine horse you got there, ain't it? Might be. I heard of an engine that's got a good fast mare. Shucks, I can outride any engine I ever heard of. You sure of that, young fella? You bet I am. Maybe you can do some riding then. How's that? What do you mean, stranger? Go on in the house. I'll come in as soon as I get freshened up with a mite of water. I got an idea that maybe you might be interested in. Come on, Steve, let's get us a drink. Go on in, son. Mike, what you fixing to do now? Listen, Steve. White Fox has got my chestnut, ain't he? Yeah? So what about it? That chestnut's downright fast. If we could arrange a race between the chestnut and the kid... Hey, pump some water for me, will you? Yeah. Well, what good would a race between a chestnut and a kid do? 
Well, there'd be a lot of money back. White foxes take everything he's got on his winning. Well, what good would that do you? Well, if I arrange the race, I could be stakeholder. Yeah, I'll pump for you. Mm -hmm. White Fox had put up plenty of cash, and the men in town would like us not covered. Me holding the stakes, you savvy? Well, not yet, I don't. Then we get into that race and either ride away or just disappear with all the cash. Mike, you think we could get away with that? I don't see why not. Come on inside now. Let's talk the proposition over with the kid. The Lone Ranger and Tonto waited in the town of Parkersville for several days, but seeing no sign of Missouri Mike or the Chestnut Mare, they soon left to hunt the outlaw in the open plains. Meanwhile, Mike and Steve completed their plans for the horse race, and... I got everything set now, Steve. It's risky business for us to be in the Mike. Ain't no telling where it'll end. It'll end with us getting away with a couple of thousand dollars worth of cash money. What? Has that much been put up? Yep. I ain't seen no sign of them two horses, have you, Steve? The white one on the paint. I told you that the masked man and the engine rid out a couple of days ago. Ain't come back, huh? No. Good. I was afraid they'd come and see White Fox here with a chestnut horse. Ah, they wouldn't suspect nothing there. They might. Ain't usual to see an engine with a horse as big as that. They might get suspicious. But if they ain't here, then everything's all right. But how's things stand now? Race is all set to start in a little while. It's Sammy Sprague on his horse again, White Fox. Mm -hmm. I got White Fox thinking that the cash that's been bet has been put at Sprague's house, where the race will finish. First man there gets the cash, you savvy? <laughs> That's good. All the men that covered the bets of White Fox think the cash is there, too. First-rate scheming, Mike. Yeah. Take this saddlebag and slap it on your horse. That's right. We're fixing to vacate here, huh? Yeah, just so. Come on. We're ready to start the race down yonder, there. Yeah. Here's the horses. We head in the other direction, huh? All right. Get aboard. Ain't nobody paying any heed to us. There's a sheriff down there starting the race. When White Fox don't get the cash at Sprague's place, he'll think Sam was double-crossed him. Let the kid take the blame, you savvy? There they go. They're off sure enough. <laughs> and all the men are riding after him to see who's the winner. Uh, well, if the kid wins... Then he'll figure White Fox stole the cash. Each one will suspect the other. But the kid won't win. White Fox is on my horse, remember that. And let's us vamoose. Yeah, get up there. Get, get up there. Get off. The chestnut, ridden by the Indian named White Fox, led Sam Sprague and his paint horse throughout the 15 miles of the race. Then, when Sam's home was reached, the Indian drew rein. They bet it all the Indian wins. Me win race. Me win them. Oh. Oh, the engine went dead rat the luck. It cost me fifty dollars. Put on my best. That, that chestnut ain't no horse I figured White Fox would ride. Me win the money. You pay. You'll get your cash all right, White Fox. It's a fair yeah. enough race, I guess. Ain't no use crying about it now. Uh, I'm sorry, gents. You've done your best, Sam. We ain't holding it again you. We already won a plenty in old paint. I reckon he's too old for raising mares like that one. Where money? Where is it, Ma? The men that handle the race said they'd leave it here at the finish. Here? Why, there ain't no cash money here, Sam. They ain't. Why, we thought it was here. We was here to see that it was paid off. Me want money. Where cash? Oh, ain't you got it? Son, I told you I ain't. We ain't even seen it. White Fox, there's something funny about this. You think to steal them cash from Indian? We ain't stole it. We ain't. Me got Indian friend here. Mete Mahabe. Hey, there's a dozen redskins here. Hey, white man. Till we get cash. Now, hold on. You not cheat him, red man. We ain't trying to. Take your hands off me. Let go, my boy. Take captive. Him steal him cash. I didn't steal it, I tell you. I didn't. Uh, Show your gun, Jake. I only start shooting if you do. Take him to village. But I'm telling you, Chief White Fox, I didn't have nothing to do with it. You rob him, Indian. Now you pay or you die. Go, I tell you. Go. The curtain falls on the first act of tonight's Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. The Lone Ranger and Tonto, hoping to pick up the trail of Missouri Mike and his companion Steve, rode across the plains until they reached the top of a slight hill. Whoa, Silver. Oh, Scout. Oh. There, Tonto, is the village of Chief White Fox. Uh, maybe outlaw hide there. I doubt it, Kimosabe. Maybe better we look there. Tonto know White Fox. It won't do any harm to look there, but if Missouri Mike was going there, he'd have stopped by long before this. Maybe. He's a long way from here now, unless he's doubled back on his tracks. Maybe that what him do. He might. He'd figure that we'd ride straight ahead, and that by doubling back, he'd get behind us and be safe. Uh, you look. There go Indian into village now. Tonto, isn't that one horse a lot larger than the others? Uh... That not Indian pony. It's a chestnut. It plenty big horse. And White Fox is riding it. That looks as if it might be the horse Missouri Mike had. We go see. Come on, sir. Get him up, Scout. White Fox got prisoner. Yes. The men are holding a white man in ropes. Come on, Silver. That fellow we know. The boy from the Sprague Ranch. That's right. Get him up, Scout. Help me, stranger. These redskins got me. White Fox. You wait! Stop here! Tonto, good friend! Oh, 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 White Fox, what does this mean? White man steal money from Indian. But you not take him prisoner? That not good. Not good. Steal him bet, Kimosabe. Him and me had a horse race, stranger. The men that arranged it stole the cash, and White Fox thinks I'm the thief. White Fox, what are you planning to do with this man? Hold him. Till him pay him, White Fox. Cash. I ain't got the cash. Wait a minute, Sprague. My friends will attack these redskins. They'll fix your white fox for capturing me. You wait and see. That's just the point. This might lead to an outbreak of war between the red men and white. Now, white fox, listen to me. Me one fair play. That all. Where did you get that horse you're riding? Make him swap with white man. You did? Who was that white man? Me not know. Tonto, examine the tracks of the chestnut horse. Yeah, me see him. Uh. And what about them? Uh, them same track made by horse of Missouri Mike. And Missouri Mike was in this village. That's right. White Fox, what sort of a horse did you swap for this one? Me want money. Me win money, fair. And perhaps you'll get it if we can straighten out things first. Yeah. There come white men. Yeah, they're coming to rescue me. White Fox, they'll clean you and your whole tribe out for running off with me. White Fox, Sam, listen to me. We've got to act to prevent killing and to find the outlaws. Then get back the money White Fox won. Want him cash? Soon. Help me, White Fox, and you'll get that cash. You friend Tonto. Tonto friend White Fox. Uh, me friend. Me friend with you. Good. There they are. Tonto, cut those ropes holding Sprague. Hurry. Me, me fix them. Sam, listen to me. Tell them you're not a prisoner. Tell them just what I tell you to say. Redskins, let go our friend there. We catch you. Now let Sam Sprague go free or we start gunplay. Hold on, boys. I, I ain't no prisoner. What? Why, look, he ain't tied at all. But they ain't captured me. What do you mean, ain't? We seen him. You boys have got to help. There's an outlaw killer named Missouri Mike. He's the one that has the cash belonging to White Fox here. He schemed the whole horse race. Missouri Mike, you say? Yeah. And this masked man here is hunting him. You got to help him. You got to listen to what he tells you. You mean to sit there, Sam Sprague, and say that White Fox didn't take you away from home? That was all a mistake. It's all straightened out now, boys. Now take it easy. And listen to what the masked man tells you. We've got to find Missouri Mike. Find him? Find White Fox money? Or Indian make him plenty trouble? We can find him, but we'll need the help of both red men and white. Now listen to me, all of you. For some time, the Lone Ranger talked with the men from Parkersville and the Indians, outlining a plan for the capture of Missouri Mike. The following night, the outlaws made their camp. Mike was confident that they were beyond pursuit. Plenty of grub, lots of spare cash, and the horses rested up. <laughs> Steve, there ain't no chance of anybody getting to us now. I uh, sure hope you're right, Mike. They don't know what you look like. And I got my beard shaved off. <laughs> Them Indians know what you look like. 
Me too. And the Indians will be so sore at the white men for not paying over the cash, they won't be telling things. Well, the way you got it figured, it sounds all right. All but for one thing, Mike. What's that one thing? Suppose White Fox makes friends with the whites. He won't. But if he does and they get to comparing notes, then they'll reason it out where the cash went to. Let him. They'll know who to look for. What chance will they have to find us? I don't know, but just... We the... kept our trail well here. Sure we did, but just the same... Another couple of days and we'll be a long ways off from these parts. Well, can't be too far off to suit me. I just got a feeling that... Oh, what are you talking about? I can't shake off the feeling that things might go wrong somehow. Ah, you're yellow, that's all. I ain't, ain't that, Mike. But I tell you, things have gone too good so far. Of all the blame fool things to say, how can things go too good? Ah, if we had a mighty trouble getting away with this whole scheme of yours, then I wouldn't feel like I do. We ain't had no trouble. And you're complaining on that account? Yeah. All our trouble is still ahead of us, Mike, and I don't like the feeling I got. That's all there is to it. Shut up that kind of talk and turn in. The horses took care of for the night? Yeah. All right, then. Get some sleep. We're starting out again at daybreak. But the men from Parkersville and the Indians rode through the night. Divided into groups, three white men and half a dozen Indians in each, they swept the plain... Lone Ranger, Tonto, and Sam Sprague rode at the head of one of the groups. I think we're nearest to them, Sam. I'd sure like to be the one that gets to them, mister. When we passed Brooks Corners, we found that a man answering Missouri Mike's description bought food there. You can sure cover a lot of ground in the hunt the way you got it worked out, mister. How many groups like this are riding? Eight. And each one inquiring at every store they pass about the men that stopped by recent? Yes. And of all the groups, we're the only ones that located a store that sold to them, too. I don't know about that, Sam, but I hope we have the right pair of men ahead of us somewhere. It's like finding a needle in a haystack, though. There's a thousand good hiding places for every mile in this broken country. Well, we brought the Indians along. I don't savvy. You were busy talking with your friends when I outlined the plans. I reckon so. Remember this. Missouri Mike is riding an Indian pony. Uh-huh. And they're as strong and husky as a Missouri mule. His pony has spent years among the other ponies that red men ride. I still don't savvy. You Peter. will, Sam. Who? 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 What are you stopping for? By this time, the outlaws must be in camp. Now we'll call on the Indians and their ponies to help us. White Fox. Me here. We're man with money. White Fox, you said that you could make your pony do what you wanted him to. Mm. You ready now? Yes, now. We'll stop every 15 minutes and have your pony call. It was quiet in Missouri Mike's camp. The only sound was the chirp of crickets. The fire had been put out, and both men were asleep. And there came a distant whinny. What? Uh, what? What the heck? Hey, Steve. You wait. Huh? What does Sam hear? Did you hear it? Hear what? There. That. That's a horse somewhere in the distance. What is our horses? Go Listen. get them quiet. That clattering might be heard by somebody. Uh, yeah. Steady that dress, you steady. Make the critter stand still. That's this horse of yours, Mike. It's making the trouble. Mine standing quiet. Blast the coyote. That might be heard. That's an engine pony, don't forget. That's why he's raising the rumpus. We gotta do something about this horse before he lets folks know that we're hit here. Yeah, I was afraid something would happen. Shut up, Steve. You don't know who it is over there. Maybe just be a couple of engines. Last your coyotes, keep still. Steve, give me a club. A club? What are you going to do? I'm going to keep this critter quiet, that's what. I'll club him till he learns he ain't to clatter around and whinny like that. Mike, then what do you do for a horse to ride? We'll worry about that later on. Meanwhile, we got to keep hid here. Hey, there's somebody coming this way, Mike. Then get out your gun. Now, blast your horse, or I'll show you. Mike, look out. The critter's rearing to fight you. I'll teach him. I'll learn that engine, Coyote. <laughs> We'd better get ready to ride out of here. I hear someone coming full tilt. Get me a club, I said. How do you expect me to keep this critter quiet? Cut him loose. That's all you can do now. Cut him loose. Let's get out ourselves. 
We gotta hide. Somebody's coming fast. Yeah, that's all right for you to say. You got a horse that'll carry you. But this critter, what in blazes can I do now? Ride him, Mike. Ride him. That's all you can do now. I reckon we'd better ride, Steve. Yeah, he's loose now. Don't stop for the saddles. Get aboard. We gotta travel. There they come. Open fire on them. They've got us, Mike. They've got us. Head out the other way. Here, that's Oh, no. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. I'll pull down my gun. You shoot, Mike. Drop your shooting eyes before we open fire. We got you now. Your Indian pony showed us where you was head. All right, you got me. But I ain't Missouri, Mike, and no man can prove I am. We'll soon see about that. That'll build up a fire. Uh, we'll just see if this man's arm is tattooed. Mike. Mike, he's got you. Shut up, you lame fool. Keep your trap shut. Now me take for cash. Get away from me, you dreaded redskin. You fill a swap horse with white fox. And you're the coyote that arranged that race. And then when I was out with the cash. You didn't figure the Lone Ranger would make friends between me and the engines, did you, Missouri Mike? Uh, here. Here, cash. Me got money. Crook, now you got your cash, let us go. We ain't got no more things belonging to you. But you've got a lot to answer for, Missouri Mike, in five different states. Yeah. And if you hadn't been so doggone crooked that you couldn't even hold the stakes in a bet on us like, you might never have been caught. I knew something would happen. I know it all along. White Fox, you have the real thief of your money now. And Sam, you and the other white men here can handle Missouri Mike from this point on. Come on, Santos. Get him up, Scout. White Fox got money now. White men take crooks. You bet we will. Thanks to the Lone Ranger. Thank you.